Hey everyone, welcome to She Brigade the Podcast. I'm your host, Bilun Lumsemech. On each episode, we bring you amazing trailblazing women to come share with you their life and career journeys, from entrepreneurs to nine to fivers and everyone in between. Our guests go through all of the highs and all the lows of this life journey that have brought them to being who they are today. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Brigade. On today's episode, we have Sinen Tlanta Njela. Now, if you don't know her, here's what you need to know about Sine. At the age of 23, um, knowing nothing at all about ice cream, Sine decided to start not just ice cream, but a dairy-free ice cream brand called Yo Coco. And since then, until now, her business has grown to thrive in Cape Town, Durban, Sine has since been featured in the Mail and Guardian 200 Young South Africans and was a finalist in the 2019 Standard Bank Top Woman Awards. Yes. Oh my God. Welcome, Sine. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm actually, I myself am a wannabe vegan, like wannabe <laughs> being the strong operative word. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I found out about your brand when um, I, I remember I, I tweeted, no, some Mateb, I don't know if you know Mateb, Mateb tweeted yes. once saying, um, or oh, someone tweeted, what's a good dairy-free ice cream brand? And I, the only one that I know is Paul's, so I, but I haven't really done any research. And Mateb was like, no, forget Paul's, you have to try your cocoa. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and honestly, it's the best. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm I'm really happy to have you on the show. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get this get into this. Me too. Me too. Okay, so let's just start all the way from the beginning. Tell us a bit about your upbringing, your childhood, who you were growing up. Um, yeah, the story of you way back then. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So my parents were teenagers when I was born. Oh. So they still had school and all of that. Um, then my grandparents had to step in um, to like, yeah, to help while they at school. And so, yeah, I grew up with my grand and I was, I was originally, well, I'm originally from KZN, but um, I grew up in the free state with my grand. And then I moved back to KZN. So I was actually between grandparents. So, mm. yeah. So I was I was speaking Sutu for like six months. <laughs> then go back, speak Zulu for like the rest of the time. Oh, cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess see my parents in between varsity. And yeah, it just, you know, like with, a lot of black families, we, it's like a lot of grandchildren. Mm. So, yeah, but somehow I was my grand's favorite. Oh, how do you know that? <laughs> um, everybody knows at home. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I don't know. I just, because whenever there was ice cream, I made, I think actually I was the favorite because I enjoyed her stories. And yeah, I I was just always that child who who liked listening to like old people's stories, what they mm. used to, what they used to get up to, 
what it was like back in the day. And I think like my other cousins and sisters weren't really interested in all of that. So I think I got the opportunity to bond more. And yeah, which ended up with me having more ice cream than everyone else, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and what else? Yeah, then I studied TV writing and post production in varsity. How did you how did you get into that? Like Um, how did you decide to go and study TV writing? So I think it was very evident that I'm really into like storytelling and listening to stories and all of that. And I, I've always loved to create and actually I was very good with like drawing and photography, all of that. Just, I think like art played a huge role in, in my upbringing and just what I enjoyed and gravitated to. Then when it was time to decide what to study because in high school I took accounting, um, history and art. The other two to be honest mm. were I really did enjoy them, but then um my parents were also they weren't really forcing me, but you know, they they gently <laughs> pushed me there. Gently strongly advised. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, always advised to take these ones. Yeah, Yeah, but she can still take visual art, it's fine, but just make sure that she also take these other things. And Mm. but I I think I just knew like I'm gonna be in some creative field, and it wasn't something that I don't know. Creativity for me is just something that was the one thing that I felt like I wasn't forcing, so I didn't like I really enjoy it, I really get lost in a project. And I don't feel like I'm I'm forcing myself or have to push myself. Mm. Yeah. So that's what came naturally to me. And yeah, then when Vasti came, um, after matric, like a lot of things changed at home, unexpected things. So I couldn't go to Vasti immediately. And then I was forced into a gap year. <laughs> Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think in that gap year, I just said, you know what? When things are fine, I just have to do what it is that I really want to do, which was something in film. I just want to create stories. I want to see pictures. I want to see the story come to life. Like, I want to whatever storytelling. I, I want to mm. do that. And yeah, when the time when the time came. Then that's what I studied. Okay. Yeah. And and how was your varsity life career like? So much fun. So busy. <laughs> like I was such a busy body. <laughs> I, I had some work published even. When I look back, I'm like, girl, you did a lot. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, it was so much fun. It, uh, honestly, it was just like one of the best times. And then, yeah. okay, and it's weird that I, that's not what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 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 tell us a bit about how it was like getting into the working world for you. So, I studied in Cape Town and then moved to Joburg in 2016, because you know, um, at that time, like in your third year, everyone is buzzing about Joburg and how it's the yeah. place to be if you want to make 
your dreams come true in this field. So I'm like, cool, let's do it. Um, I move here, not really knowing where I'm going to go, what's going to happen. But I've always been like that. I just know that I need to be at this place. I need to be doing this. I don't know where, I don't know with who, but as long as I'm mm. there, I don't really have to stress myself about the final details. And yeah. Um, so yeah, then I did the, the move. And you know, funny, funny story. So I get here, I'm looking for a job. So on the first day, um, I decided I'm going to go jog. And when I'm still waiting, so I, I actually hit up someone who, who knows someone who jogs around the area, if I could jog with him, because I don't know. Okay, okay. And so I'm waiting for this guy. It's 6 a.m. I'm waiting. How guy doesn't arrive. And then this other guy, he's coming back from the party. He's like, um, wait for me. I'll come jog with you. I'm like, but you are half drunk. He's like, I'm coming back. And then for real, he comes back, changed into trainers. And we go jogging. As we're going, we're talking. And I'm telling him, like, I just moved here. This is what I've um, studied. And what he's like, you know what? I actually know someone who's looking for a person like you. Um, oh, wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then he, says, he, he, he gives me the email address. Like, no, just send me your CV. And I do. Literally the next day, they call me in for an interview. And I get the job. <laughs> and they and what, what role was this, this was a production assistant? Oh wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get the job <laughs> and yeah, actually that guy, I think we jogged twice. And that was it. So yeah, I started hmm. working at this place for like the three months. But as I'm doing it, like there were just a few things that I wasn't really keen on anymore. And to be honest with you, I've never lasted for like more than three months at a job, usually. Ah. I know. <laughs> Even a place, like I'm a different person now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, are you, are you like, I feel like you've always been like a risk taker. Am I right in saying that? Like you just... <laughs> Like let's do it. Let's I think go. so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think I'm just always keen to see where we end up. Do you like? Do you maybe know why? Like because I'm like I'm very conservative. I'm very mm-hmm. like I like to cut. Like I'm yeah. I don't like just jumping into things. Do you know maybe where it comes you know, from? I've, you being the risk lived taker. In 19 places in my life life like <gasps> as in this is before adulthood so you're moving oh, around yeah okay. i've never even my family mm. has never stayed in one and we've never stayed as a unit like we've always been in a long distance relationship <laughs> so <laughs> so i think maybe that i've never um, it's only now as an adult that i'm i'm comfortable to live in one place and don't feel claustrophobic or trapped or you know, that's, I think, maybe that. Because I didn't really grow up with mm. a set type of way. Yeah. Oh. Okay, that's so interesting. So, so, um, so where did the ice cream, the, like, where, where did the itch start? When right. Did it start? So, 
after working here at this place, I realized that, okay, I'm, I'm not like in Joburg at the moment. I feel trapped and claustrophobic. I feel anxious. And that year, to be honest, started with major panic attacks. And um, mm. I think I was just trying to push through those, but they weren't going away. And then I started looking for alternative ways to feel better. And those, one of those ways included me going to see um, an energy healer, kinesiologist person. Because, um, I mean, I think I was also starting to realize that I can't keep hopping around anymore. Um, and mm. I need to do something that feels good for me throughout. And something that feels like I'm not just waking up to parent. Because that's what my life was starting to look like. That I have to come to this mm. place 20 plus days. I hate it. And all I'm getting out of it is to parent. So, sure. um, yeah, then I started questioning like why am i here why what's my role like i mean surely i wasn't just born to live to parent because then kill me now if that's the case (laughs) and um yeah then yeah i started looking into that into purpose into um into creating a meaningful life for me and what does that look like and in the sessions, I started to learn why I sabotage myself. I started to learn about my childhood traumas and all of that. And just what, what purpose am I supposed to be serving? And what came up was, obviously, we're all here to serve in one way or another. But for me, it's to serve love. And um, I just asked myself, like, what is it that I could do that demonstrates that without me getting bored of doing it um and yeah i i absolutely love ice cream and at that time i wanted to remove any animal products anything that could be um influencing the way that i'm feeling so i just wanted to come back to my own center and operate from okay i'm feeling this way because of me not because of maybe the food that i'm eating that plays a role in it the people i'm surrounding myself with like i started eliminating oh. things that could be potentially adding to my stress and mm. the thing that stood out was now that i'm not having dairy what am i gonna do for ice cream <laughs> <laughs> and i started going to the market and tasting other dairy-free alternatives and i was just like no this is bad like i, I can't <laughs> i'm not doing this and yeah and then from you know your know, things started happening like things started coming together i've never seen myself as a business person i've always helped other people like as in it's a chore as part of chores to help people in their businesses but yeah. not as okay i'm here for it like the entrepreneurship thing I was just like, nah, this is not for me. I don't like telling people what to do. I don't like seeing people not listening. Like, I just want to up and go. <laughs> yeah. So business never really hit my mind that this is what I'm, this is what's happening. Yeah, then things really started coming together. Like, 
finding out about business accounts, finding out about incubators. I wasn't even looking for these things. They started somehow coming into my life. I'm like, oh, what is this? Let me apply. You know, mm. then I got accepted to my first incubation. They, like, things just started unfolding. So at your first incubation, did you already know that you wanted to get into the I ice cream industry? I was still all talk. Like, I was very much, you know, the way this happened, this, I have to say, your Coco was the most <laughs> effortless thing on my, from my side. Because, mm. like, I didn't, I, I'd say that this is what I want. But I wasn't stressed. Like, you know when you, you know when you say that you want to do something and then you like, you really focused on it. You're like super stressed that this is what needs to happen at this time and that and that. I was just yeah. like, this is what I'm going to do. And like, I, I literally had no logistics around it. I had, you know, and whenever I'm talking, people would take me seriously <laughs> and they would help they want to help me <laughs> and the more they wanting to help me i'm like oh this is real like this is real for you <laughs> now it has to be real for me and it took mm. a while for it to be real to me and i had to actually come to a, a decision that this is real because and once i started i feel like i'm talking so much <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, as soon as I decided that this is real for me, and telling my parents that, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing. You know, I don't want to lie. Everyone was like, girl, this is one of your things. Can you get a job? Like, <laughs> and, but it, the whole, besides those things, the process was fun. I'd ask people to come to my apartment, to come and taste. And people would say yes. Like, it was just, it, I don't know. Like, thinking about it now, it's crazy. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, I still am. Mm. A lot of, I actually have quite a few guests that mentioned that, you know, when something is really meant for you, it's mm. so easy. Like, not easy that there's nothing hard about it, but, like, it's, it's not yes. a fight. It's not that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, it's not mm. a battle at all. So, okay, so, 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 oh, firstly, tell us a bit about the name as well. I, I'm always interested in, like, the names that people So, choose. with Yokoko, um, one of the things that I, I think, I, I remember asking my friend, so I went back to Cape Town, and I was like, Kill it, so this is what I'm going to do. Like, everyone was still very much like, ha, 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 and yeah, so we need a name, and I was saying I'm going to actually make yogurt because I can't make ice cream. I don't even know who said I can make yogurt either. But I was like, going to make yogurt rather. Um, and I really want this brand to be holistic. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, um, to incorporate yoga, my spirituality, all of these things that I'm learning, you know, really how do I make mm. it serve love and all of that. And so... I don't remember how we even got to, like, okay, your Coco, it sounds... You know, when you first name something, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I hated she began. Yeah, it, now, it's, now it's an actual name, and it's really cool. So, mm. um, yeah, then I was like, okay, let me make a portmanteau between yogurt, yoga, and um, coconut. And your Coco oh. was born. 
Okay. So what are what are some of the highlight the biggest highlights and biggest lowlights of your journey? So many highlights. So many highlights. Um <laughs> last year I got to go to Amsterdam through your Coco um for the Investec um program. And um hmm. obviously the top two hundred that was super cool. And yeah, oh, yeah. and then momentum as well. There's so many good things have happened. I don't want to lie. Even like the interviews that happened and have been happening, it's not something that I have been um, intentionally putting effort into. They were just they just falling mm-hmm. into place somehow. And I've met so many people here in Joburg. I'm like, Everton, did I just move here or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like things I don't know, like yo, when I look back, I could never have imagined things to to turn out the way they did. Um low lights, I think because you know, once the business got real, um having to fight through my depression at the time and anxiety and all of that and really not um not pushing this this journey aside and just quitting there was some really like dark times where I was just like what am I doing you know what have I gotten myself into mm-hmm. I've reeled everyone into this madness that I don't even know where we're going and just yeah the real life nitty-gritties of having to pay people with money that I don't have you know, like people have I feel like people have sacrificed for me and I'm not where everyone projected that I should be. All of those boring <laughs> elements of growing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but I mean I think I'm there was a time where I had this hectic meeting and I just parted with my friend who was helping me with the business and I had the biggest lump in my throat throughout that whole business meeting and I was hoping they don't ask me because like if this person asks me I'm just gonna cry like (laughs) I had to brave it out I think it was one of those moments where I had to show up and really prove that I'm serious about this like this is a real thing and I just remember walking out of that meeting and falling like through the streets i didn't care there were people what was happening i was just like you know you can't even stop those tears <laughs> i yo. was like yazin yo uh-uh, business i'm good i'm i'm good but yeah but it was just yeah. like those those things but besides ah you know what now now i know that like i'm supported and i know that Whatever challenge comes my way, I am equipped to deal with it. Even if it feels hard at the time, but I know that whatever is the right thing for me to do will come to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, entrepreneurship, guys. I don't know how you guys do it. But, but um, while we're talking about, because you, you mentioned about like people having to pay people and things like that. What, what is it like being the kind of leader that you find yourself being having to be now at such a young age so like 
like you don't necessarily get we don't necessarily get trained to be leaders right and to lead people yeah. and to have employees and that kind of thing so how did you take that on and how um, was it like to be honest i feel like the people i work with have the best time because <laughs> um <laughs> i think i've created a, an environment where we are family and I'm very aware that they're actually helping me with my dream. They don't have to be here. Um, mm. And I don't see myself as a boss, as per se. Um, I think... Oh, sorry, I'm catching my breath. <laughs> I just ran out this <laughs> Okay, so I was saying I I don't see myself as <laughs> as like a boss, but I I do own that your Coco is my baby and I need to steer it into the right direction, but I know that I need my team to help me to get to where we're going. So it's not a, I'm the the one with all the answers. I just know where we need to go, Mm. but I need everyone else to help us get there. So yeah, I just, and just knowing myself more has really helped because I think I can deal with problems much better and I don't feel bad about things I don't need to feel bad about. Um, and I think everyone knows when it's time to play and when it's time to work. But they actually overlap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and do you think you knowing yourself, like, is that what, what you would advise for anyone who's like, or come into this leadership role now. Yeah, like you, like you need if you don't know where you're going, then you're wasting everyone's time. Cause it's gonna be hard for how can you direct the ship when you don't know where you guys need to go? And also being a leader doesn't mean you have to make everyone feel small. Everyone must like think you are the king or because that's actually what I've seen in some small businesses where somebody suddenly like the boss and they think they have to Mm -hmm. sort of be this horrible person um it's just about creating boundaries and enforcing them without making people feel like they are smaller than you and Mm. it's just as much as you are paying them they're still human beings they don't have to be there like people are not just bringing their bodies people are bringing in their time they bring in like their brains they bring in you know what I mean? they care about what you're doing they like it's, that's what's very important to me is when people care about your vision then you, you know they can also help mm-hmm. you when you feel a bit discouraged or when you're not at your best they can encourage you it's the best feeling when somebody sees your vision like and reminds you of your vision when you are starting to like forget 
So yeah, just mm. yeah, just treating mm. people right without yeah, just 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 be a good person. Not to say a nice person, but a good person. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I need to ask mm-hmm. as a small business owner, like. So I probably air this a few weeks from now, but it's the twenty fourth of mm-hmm. March today, and mm-hmm. everyone is in panic mode. How how has it been for you with the Firstly, whole corona? I personally got off all my social medias because I was starting to get a little panicky. Um, when yeah, because mm. I'm just like, okay, this is what's happening. Um what what's panicking gonna help me with but the more i'm on social media i'm like oh my god Mm. i should be stressed out like you know a lot of hectic things are happening and i'm looking at my business now and i'm seeing the things that have changed i'm like oh my god like make it stop but what can i do honestly i just what we've done now today we were running around just finishing up the deliveries and we have implemented like the hygienic more well more hygiene practices that have been advised and it's just me and this guy who helps me to deliver right now the other people the other team member is stuck in Swaziland right now well I won't say stuck but she can't come back she went home Mm. so I mean Mm. the good side of that is she's getting to spend time with her family she hasn't been home like in a long time I think so like the other person, she's also with mm. her family somewhere else, and we're just finding ways to to work offline and just adapt, you know, and just see what's what. If we can't mm. do deliveries after the shutdown, then I think what's going to happen is I just need to focus on the stores that um, have our product. And just maybe promote that more, but also a lot of huge changes are supposed to. No, let me not say supposed to, but we were in the process of making those big changes. But a lot of those changes need delivery from outside the country, which we can't get right now anymore. There's just a lot of things that are on hold, but I don't need to stress myself yeah. about it because there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just gonna take this time and just plan to execute better and you know just take this time to to really be more intentional and tweak what needs to be tweaked and just stay away from the panic that people are on on social media yeah you you know i live with my sister who's a who's an entrepreneur she's a fashion designer and her Mm. job literally depends on people ordering my goodness, yeah, people can't do so. So, I really do, I, I really do empathize with small business owners right yeah. now. I, can, I see it firsthand, you know, yeah. with my sister. So, and I, I, I do wish you all the best during this time. It's a very hard time for small yeah, businesses. Thank you. I, I, I really all hope of the, the best. funding that they said will help small businesses really well. So, I really mm. hope that's going to be true because, yeah. People. and even um yeah i think how many was it nine million kids or something are without food now because of school or something i was just like this sure. see stuff like that is like really devastating but it really is but it's i guess scary. we find solutions 
And as soon as we know what's mm. the final verdict, then I think we can start thinking of solutions. Yeah. And innovate, yeah. Okay, yes, so... Yeah. It's Corona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, what? So what are some of... Let's mm-hmm. say, like, outside of Corona, the whole build, outside of what's currently happening right now, what were some of the, your, your plans for your co Where do you see it going? So, definitely international. Um, and I just really, mm. um, the, most, the most exciting thing for me is really making what's in my mind a reality. Like, I have no plans to being just any other ice cream brand. I really want your cocoa to be the number one like dairy free ice cream brand in the world and to just stay on top yes. of innovation, on top of creativity and magic and fun. Like you know, I really want your cocoa to mm. be Disney World type of <laughs> so yeah, oh, wow. like, like, super fun for everyone like consumers um staff you know like everyone everyone who's interacting with your book to really really feel loved and seen so yeah mm, it's, it's, i love that your brand actually comes from a place Most of love and that's what yeah. you really want people to feel Okay, so um, at this point of the interview, I always ask my guests this question. Um, my favorite quote is, be who you needed when you were younger. That's really who what I've had to live by. When you were young. Who did you need and, you to be when uh, you were younger? I don't really know <laughs> for sure, sure. But <laughs> I know that. When I started working, I needed to, to hear mm. women's stories. Hence, I started Chief Brigade. I know that um, I would have loved to hear about more women in tech. Hence, I try to find women in tech. It's just little things yeah. that I try to do every, every day. Small things. Yeah, small things like that that I try to do. Um, yeah, so <laughs> if you could go back in time. <laughs> you mustn't I'm just me. interested in how this works. <laughs> You're making me nervous. And... <laughs> okay. So if you could go back in time and and talk to your younger self at any age, it could be like I always say younger could be yesterday, it could be last year, it could be when you were six years old. Mm-hmm. If you go back in time and talk to your younger self, I think would I would go to back to when I started your coco. And I would tell her to chill out. Like, relax. You are at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. So, and there's nothing that I need to do to make it right. So, yeah. Mm. Just, like, yeah, I, I, I honestly just go back and tell myself that, that it's, it's really going to work out, like, for real. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay oh wow thank you so okay wait how can our listeners get in touch with you keep up with mm, you or your friends the underscore your coco on instagram and on twitter and on facebook it's your coco dairy free ice cream 
And our email address is info at yokoko.co.za. Yokoko is Y-O-C-O-C-O. -O -O. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Sina. I really enjoyed talking to you. I feel like if you actually someone that I've known for years. <laughs> yeah, me like too. Friend right now. No, thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you so thank much you. for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. As always, we love to engage with all of you, so feel free to pop us an email if you have any feedback or guest recommendations on info at shebrigade.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, so don't forget to tag us on your posts at SheBrigade. See you next week.